Hi there, it's Jim Magini from Midnight Oil and you're listening to Comfortable Place on That Couch. Welcome to Comfortable Place on the Couch, a short-run podcast exploring every Midnight Oil album in the year of the Great Circle Tour. My name is Darren Folds, and in the upcoming months, I'll be spinning every Midnight Oil studio album from my comfortable couch, as well as taking a listen to some of their EPs, live recordings, and video releases. Join me each episode as my longtime friend and fellow Midnight Oil enthusiast, Robin Harbin. Greetings, Mr. Harbin. I'm Mr. Folds. Oh, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, it's been a beautiful, warm weekend. It has been. And how did you enjoy your drive over to my fine house? We're not at your fine house. We're in my sunroom, and this is my comfortable couch. Wait. That's my comfortable easy chair. No. It is. Let's keep listening to Breathe. Okay. Star of Hope, read me those credits, Darren, please. Peter, vocal, Martin, guitar, Jim, guitar, Bones, bass, Rob, drums. That sounds like a great oil song. Yeah. Malcolm, tambourine. <laughs> you almost get the feeling like Malcolm just has to be involved in everything. Guys, I got to play something on this. Give me that tambourine. <laughs> yeah. We got to have tambourine. Yeah. This really needs and some tambourine. I need to do yeah, it. And none of you other guys are capable <laughs> of playing this tambourine. Oh, Malcolm. Mm -hmm. So basically he told us this is an oil song, (laughs) plus featuring Malcolm (laughs) Byrne on tambourine. Come on. (laughs) This song sounds great. Loud. Have I mentioned that yet? This is a good one to play loud. This is a good one to play loud. Okay, so the previous song was in B, as we mentioned. There's a lot of song. This song goes up to F minor. And Rihanna picked up on this right away. That's a tritone, she says. What's a tritone? Taryn, what is a tritone? I don't know. A tritone is three whole tones in a scale, or six semitones. Okay. It happens to be exactly half an octave. If you jump up half an octave, where do you end up on a scale? Say you're in C. Okay. It's too C. much thinking. No, C sharp, uh-huh. D, D sharp, E, F. I'm just saying all the names of those. <laughs> Tell me where I end up. You end up on F sharp. F sharp. So normally when you go from C, you go to F or you go to G, and those are nice fourth and fifth intervals. Okay. Interestingly, those aren't half an octave. Those are a little less than half or a little more than half. Okay. Exactly half an octave is F sharp. Yeah. It's neither of those two pleasing notes. It's it's, it's an unnatural sound in that, our Western ears. It's that weird one, yeah. So where's this tritone used in... The final song ended on a pleasing B major. Okay. And then the next song starts on F minor. Right. And lots of us would not notice this, but Rihanna went, oh, a tritone. (laughs) Interesting. By starting with that tritone, Mm -hmm. that shift from the previous song, that makes this song, gives it even more of an ominous, like it is an ominous song. Yeah, it's a deep, gritty. Yeah. But that little boost, it's given a boost. If mm-hmm. you're listening to this on the album, okay. the previous song, you might not know it, but it adds to the oh. initial impression of this song. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't mention One Too Many Times was written by Jim. Star of Hope is also credited solely to Jim. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
This is uh, back and in Sydney recording here. Okay. So the last two songs probably recorded in New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Back to Sydney for Star Hope. It's nice that they've got the full drum kit back again. Yeah, but do you find the drums super simple on this? Like almost beneath Rob. Like they're just so, they just sound so simple. Yeah, there's n- not a lot of interesting drums going on in this song. Yeah, like yeah. they're just so simple that... Rihanna was wondering if this was... Like a she, monkey could play this. And she's going, I could play this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's like sometimes we joke around with how I think you should play bass. Just play every quarter note and that can't, will be fine. Can't you just... Sometimes a song just demands, just nice and simple, and maybe that's all that this song needs. Yeah. Sometimes when you're just like going for the power and, and knocking it out, you just go. Be the engine. This, yeah, so interesting. This song really does start off. It's almost always, there's just this drum bass groove going on. Sure. That just sticks for the, almost the whole minute, first minute of the song. At 30 seconds, some nice texture guitar coming in yeah. through that intro there. Um, and then maybe there's two really gritty guitars playing in, in there as well for the chorus. Is that guitar or guitar and bass that's getting that really boom, boom, boom at the beginning there? It's it's both. There's there's bass and there's it's a guitar down near the bottom, like nice and low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. There's kind of a neat guitar solo over the B flat major. It's kind of like an Earth Sun Moon guitar solo, but played at half speed. That's how I feel. This is like the build up to the loud bridge. I think I noticed that just before I play this for you. Very subtle dynamics in the song. They build it up for the chorus and they back it off just a little bit again for for the second verse and they start building up again here. So this is where we're coming into the build up to the bridge with the uh, power and the space. That's what I'm going to say it is. very atmospheric guitar solo-y type thing there. Yeah. It, some some people would say that's not a guitar solo, whatever you call it. Yeah. Nice, nice atmospheric type thing. Listening to that through my iPhone, it does not sound like the big, powerful build-up to the song that it is. Find some place to listen to this album loud. That's how it sounds best. Like, listening to that just now is like, yeah... Eh, this is a little bit weak, actually. Yeah. But it's not. This is a fantastic song. Just turn it way up. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's got a real powerful groove behind it. It's a slow Earth-Sun-Moon solo. Right. So it's kind of like it's if you doubled the speed of that, it would sound like it fit right in okay. Earth-Sun-Moon. So okay. it's kind of like yeah, the, yeah. Now the slow that. core version. Slow core. Is that a thing? Core. Slow core bands don't like to be called slow core, but okay, so... I love Low, the band Low. Okay. Duluth's second biggest band, Duluth, Minnesota. What's their biggest band? I think Trampled by Turtles is the biggest Duluth band. Okay. You don't think so? I, I... You have no idea. So Low's been around since the 90s, a uh, husband and wife. Yeah. They don't call themselves slowcore. Why would they? Anyway, if you if you like this kind of slow, sludgy music, mm-hmm. listen to Low. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. I like it. 
I, really I like, like it a it lot. Too. Yeah. This song has two check marks, so this is in the running for my favorite song right of the album. On. Uh, and this song has quite a bit of falsetto from Pete. Mm-hmm. And it has another little mini solo. Yeah, I love it. It's like the one note solo kind of, eh? Yeah. Well, all I want to say about it is that this song reminds me of Outbreak of Love. In all the good ways. In the good ways. That's sweet. That wasn't even the one I was talking about, though. At, oh, okay. At 425. Oh, I wasn't talking about that. Okay, <laughs> okay. yeah, what do you like at 425? Well, no, just there's another mini solo. In the background there, we were joking around about the ether. That reminds me of, like, the ether. The ether, yeah. Yes, and if you don't know what we're talking about, and it doesn't make any sense because it wasn't in last episode, it's just lost. It's out there, man. Maybe it'll come back to you. Yeah. We didn't hear it just then, but the the last get out of Tao Wow Wow, it, it just sounds yeah. like he's just running out of energy. Can't even get it all out there. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the delivery on that one too. Yeah, yeah, I really really like the song. Jangly hats all throughout. Yeah, I guess I don't dislike the simplicity of the drums in the song. I think it, they serve the song well. It's the engine. It just keeps it going. Yeah. I'm going to rely on you for the content, lyrical content of the song. Okay. I've got a few things that I can throw in. Some of the songs that we've been listening to in the meat part of, you know, we've got the bun, the fluffy bun of underwater and surfs up tonight. And then you get start to get into the meat and then we're going to get some more fluffy bun at the bottom. <laughs> but this part of the meat, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's yeah, like... So- Star of Hope immediately seems to have kind of like a biblical reference mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. A Christmas story, like the yeah. shepherds finding the star. Yep. Star of Hope. But it opens up with this your turn to pray. Yeah. Uh, bit. And I think that there's a mistake. I yeah. know the lyrics sheet says for the first time through, hope you're a God. Hope you are a God. Contracted. Yeah. It's your turn to pray. And then the rest of the song, it's hope you have. Hope you've a God. Yeah, it's your you've turn to pray. Yeah, you've a God. Pete definitely does sing, hope you are a God. You are a God. It's your turn to pray the first time. But I think it's one of those Pete slipped up and they just kept it in and they modified the lyrics to make it. And it's interesting and it, it adds something fun to the song or something. Yeah. I think that it really is hope you have a God. I think that's the, yeah. the message in song. But maybe not. Maybe you have the insight to why that's there. Not really. Like that reminds me of like Jonah... I think at the yeah. beginning of the book of Jonah about you know the the big whale the the great fish. Yes, Jonah's on a boat. God told him go Nineveh. Jonah instead got a boat going the opposite direction. Big storm comes up. Jonah's sleeping. Yep. And the sailors on the ship are like, "What's going on? Why are you sleeping? I mean, when you're stuck in a boat out at sea and, and it looks like it's going do. down, yep. then suddenly That's people start pray. praying. Yeah, people start praying, and so that's what it reminds me of. Um, I hope you've got a God because yeah. it's your turn to pray. Yeah, Why aren't you turn. praying to your God now? Yeah. yeah. It can almost sound threatening too. Have you ever heard the, you better say your prayers, boy? Yeah. One of those kind of things. So it could be taken as, as that as well. Yeah. I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does sound ominous and kind of threatening. And then there's this mention of the light on the hill, mm-hmm. 
which is also referenced in River Runs Red. Yeah. So in this, it kind of changes it around. Light on the hill is so far away. So it kind of opens with this desperation, the hope being far away. Light on the hill, though, it's, it is like a biblical reference, but it's also this phrase used to describe the objective. I'm getting this from Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> used to describe the objective of the Australian Labour Party. Ooh. The phrase, which was used in a 1949 speech by the then Prime Minister Ben Chifley, has biblical origins. City on a Hill is a metaphor from the salt and light section of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah, yeah. But the actual quote from uh, Prime Minister Ben Chifley is, we have a great objective, the light on the hill, which we aim to reach by working the betterment of mankind, not only here, but anywhere we may give a helping hand. Hmm. And it's like deliberately trying to be a light on a hill okay. uh, that people can look to. I guess the light on the hill is if you're lost or if yep. you are, you know, you're in trouble. And the light on the hill is the thing you want to see. Like if, yeah. you, if you are lacking hope, yeah, sure. that's where you've got to go direction. or those are people to help you yep. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, now I have direction. Yeah. There's also a reference in here to Judgment Day, which uh, goes back. Earth, Sun, and Moon had some Judgment Day references. The sign on the hill says it's the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Basically, between these various parts about the hope and so on are these other... Yeah little dark like little nuggets of awfulness of awfulness yeah Yeah. boy where are you now with skin so brown get out of town yeah he begs steals or burrows but you won't be seeing him again yeah so it's kind of contrasting so it seems to me it's kind of like racism yeah and about mistreatment of people yeah but here's this well there's this this hope shining on this a frying pan yeah you have that? that reminds me of john lennon just fooling around with lyrics yeah. so i'm reading that and i'm thinking what's the meaning behind that maybe somebody knows there is some real meaning behind that i have a feeling it's just playing just some word play there okay so yeah that that's basically what i have so uh, this ties in to me with time to heal yeah uh it's that. about sure. racism and i think probably failed policy in the past but again this idea of this hope which really ties in with sins of omission mm. and with time to heal. I think yeah. this is a common thread in this album. Yeah. No, oh, that's great. Well done. Uh, thanks. I just made all that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it fooled you. In the rain, calling on his name, I come, yes, I come. In the rain, in the rain. Falling on my head. Falling on my head? Wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> in the rain, Peter, vocal, Martin, mandolin. Hey, what do you want to do in this song, Martin? I'll play the mandolin. Because Malcolm... Already actually, played all the guitars. Malcolm isn't on this song. Wow. Yeah. Bones, you know what, Bones? You should play the clarinet for this song. <laughs> okay. It's true. Bones, clarinet, clarinet. Jim, Marching drum and tambourine, Ethan Allen, piano. Who is Ethan Allen? Who is he? Where's Rob? Rob doesn't show up on this song. Rob doesn't show up on this song. Wow. Yeah, so maybe Rob's in New Mexico at this point? Yes. Um, Because this was recorded in uh, Kingsway Studios in New Orleans. Wow. Yep, but without Rob. (laughs) Without Rob. Yeah. So this is when Rob took off. I guess so. So this song's back in B. 
once again, mm -hmm. B major. It's got that giant big room drum sound for that. Is that a kick or who's playing drums on this? This is Jim playing the oh, marching yeah, drum. Well, I guess since Rob's gone, it's up to me. Boom. Smack. <laughs> Boom. Smack. Boom. Yeah. Smack. This is the one where the, the marching drum, which is going to give you your kick drum, your bass drum sound, is like totally all room mic. And then there's the one mic pointing at the snare. That's right. This is. A, I just want to say for the yeah. record that Jim is my, oh, I don't know. I was going to say he's my second favorite drummer in the oils. <laughs> I really like how Jack handles himself behind the kit, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but in the oils, yeah, he's, he's my second favorite drummer in the oils. Okay. Yeah. So better than Pete's tambourine man stuff. Pete's always grabbing a tambourine whenever he, he can. And hitting the cowbell. And hitting that oh, cowbell. Man. I'm sorry, Jim. I love you. Oh, you are going to take Pete. I'm torn. Well, maybe Pete's. I'm not going to make a decision. Not, okay. I'm not going to make a decision. I don't think anybody was asking you to make that decision. <laughs> so, so I think you're okay. Okay. So this song has the sad descending keyboard thing that reminds me of like 1098. Oh, yeah. Do you hear it? You know? Do you hear it? <gasps> Is there any place that I can listen to in particular to hear it? It's kind of all over the place. That, those notes. Doom, doom, doom. And because of the way the, the room is mic'd and... It's really got this ethereal, spacey oh, yeah. kind of sound to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's super simple, but it's it's not like electronic sci-fi. It's like 50s weirdo sci-fi. Weirdo sci-fi. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a total 1098 vibe from this, like Outside World or Screamin' Blue. 1098 has some sad keyboards on it during some of the slow songs, mm. and this is reminding me of that right on yeah yeah it's a short song it is yeah yeah pete's got the falsetto out yet again yeah and this is another one of those songs where they're using the piano for bass as well right there's yeah, like yeah. there's piano bass and i like piano bass we've got ethan allen playing the piano for you yeah there's some nice reverb echo maybe that's just that final guitar chord or okay So that's just like your good old reverb tank. I admit that I wanted to dismiss this song. This is this is a Pete Garrett. Uh, he he gets the credit for the mm -hmm. songwriting here. I wanted to dismiss the song because there's no Rob on it, and I really did. I thought, well, I don't have time for this song because <laughs> I'm just that kind of guy. Yeah. But I really like this song now. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't take too many listens for me to decide that I really like it musically. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it at all, but yeah, the the content of it, I liked a lot. And I think that's what kind of drew me into it more than the tune. Yes. Yeah, although the tune, simple and sparse as it is, adds to the lyrics. Like, it's not like a catchy song, but where this turned into, it, a catchy song wouldn't suit these no. lyrics. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So yeah, basically this is 
I think this is a, a prayer. Yep. You know, assuming it is a somewhat true story from Pete, yep. or it was written. Yeah. He did something. He hurt somebody. He yep. said. He said careless words. Yep. I love the line. I plunged my hand into the mother, mother load of love. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is you know this is Pete. People with faith can look. There's something outside themselves mm-hmm. where where they can go in if Pete goes to God, yeah, looks for forgiveness, looks looks for love. So when there's the line in, in the rain, calling out his name, I call, yes, I call. Yeah. Presumably this this is describing prayer. Yeah. This is oh, yeah. praying to God. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah. Actually there are great lyrics in this song. Oh yeah. And so when people dismiss Pete, you know, Jim yeah. writes all the good lyrics. Yeah, so Rob all, writes all, Pete all the Pete does is is mix them up. Yeah. Yeah. When he brings songs like this, and there's a lot of good stuff on his solo album too, like his solo album's great, and the only thing that's really lacking is the musical sophistication that Jim could have brought to it. A little bit of extra edge, mm. uh, musical edge. But yeah, life picked me up this morning and thrust me to the world. Oh, yeah. Like a child hurtled forth, dreaming things anew, sights I see, sound true, all the places, open faces. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and so even that's kind of like this like a child hurdle forward so this is like you know born again (laughs) it's totally what it is yes this is the rebirth after the repentance yeah Yeah. so yeah it's a simple song good song but but it's a lovely song yep great bring on the change let's bring it on give me those lyrics I mean, give me those credits. This is how you want the playing credits to be. Peter, vocals. Jim, electric guitar. Martin, electric guitar. Rob, drums. Bones, bass. Malcolm, get out of town. Get out of town, Malcolm. Throw a tantrum and leave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, it's pretty much going on what Bones said. They, the only time I had fun the album was after Malcolm stormed <laughs> out and like left for the night. Yep. And then we recorded Bring On The Change. Yeah. You gotta wonder what the fit was. Like Malcolm's like, guys, guys, this really needs this really needs tambourine, and I'm playing it. They're like, get out of here. Our good friend Andrew Shakespeare, this is his song. I understand why too. The oils pull it all out and show that they got it. Yeah, this is just fun, exciting, loud rock and roll. Yeah, it's great. Yep. So it's in B major again. The rock and roll key of B major. Back in B. Spent all this time. Another bass and drum groove that it starts off with again, like that ESM thing. Yeah. But with a different, there's something else going on. You're not talking about the sloppy hi-hats, are you? No, no, no. It's... Oh, is that the bass groove? No, here it No, there's no bass. There. Yeah, so it starts off with those... Sloppy hats. Sloppy hats, but then the distorted bass kicks yeah, in. Yeah, really and then, crunchy. Yeah. And then fun, feedbacky guitars yeah. coming in. It almost sounds like electronica-type thing happening, but yeah. Bass does lots of good stuff. Okay, can you play at 105? The bass is doing these cool triplet things. This is Bones flying on this song, by the way. Rob 
Bob is all over the place with with Tom fills. fills yeah. It seems like any time in the song that Pete shuts up for a second, <laughs> oh, I'll do Tom fill here. Yeah. He's more like, I'm so happy Malcolm's yeah, not I'm around. So glad we got rid of that loser. <laughs> I'll just play a little bit just yeah, so you can just hear. keep imagining what what happened to kick Malcolm out that day like like Rob kept doing his fills and Malcolm kept telling him you know yeah. like stop doing those fills I could I could play lots for you 309 is the extended fill it's not just one of those tasty little oh Pete's shutting up for a second but yeah let's hear it listening through the guitar solo yeah there's some meatlies coming in there around 329 sweet meatlies yeah pete's got the come on come on come on's going on in the song and after what we just played there, we get to the the change. That's right. Oh, Pete's going up there. And this is like right at the end of the song. It it seems to me like you could do that again, and that'd be great. But they don't. Yeah. They end it quick, and they do that thing where they leave you wanting more. I think they just had to finish it before like Mal. They were in Malcolm's coming back, and then the the big warble and clonk at the end. I think there's a final bass crunk. Okay, yeah. yeah. It sounded to me a lot like... Maybe that was Malcolm closing the screen door. <laughs> that was Bones hitting Malcolm in the, <laughs> in the, gut. In the cut with his bass. Bronk. Bronk. So that song brought The Rock. It did. And you know we were talking on Earth and Sun and Moon. Yeah. You need to bring The Rock sometimes. You do. Brought The Rock right they here. brought The Rock. Here comes the angel of death. You may not remember her name. Her yet. Her yet. Concrete all over her face. Child bride of the human race. I think this is another one of these regeneration type songs. Did we already say that this was a Garrett Magini song? No, but okay. we Credit kind of assume almost every song is. Don't yeah, we, these days album? we do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, here comes the angel of death. So you've got like this nasty stuff coming and then it almost sounds like, oh, child bride of the human race. That's that's what this is. And it's like, not only do you have this awful thing coming towards you, it's like it's your fault because you've done this extra awful thing of taking her upon you as a child bride. But then it contrasts with life and nature in the forest. Lines like you've been abolished make me think of, you know, being kicked out of the garden. That line. Yeah. It's for Malcolm. Is it really? You don't know that. Yeah. I know I do. Malcolm was abolished for the song. Oh, right. You've been abolished, Malcolm. Yeah. Yes, that's good. Okay. I like that joke. Okay. So a lot of the lines like sunscreen all over your face. So it, this is, again, recalling. I like how this album is recalling a lot of past. I, I'm hearing little bits of music from before, little bits of lyrics from before, but not like a retread. No, no. But like making good good use of it. Yep. Okay, so do you know? Talking what, about the same themes. Did you look up Chatswood? I didn't have to. That's where Rob's house was, right? That's the garage they used to play in when they were uh, starting things up. Yeah, and so when they say Chatswood wasn't built in a day. That's like a suburb of, or maybe not even a suburb, a neighborhood yeah. of Sydney. And I think, yeah, and particularly it's like a 
they say a major business and residential district. Okay, yeah. So there's some Earth, Sun, Moon-like lyrics in here, like uh, lift up your eyes, look to the heavens, mm -hmm. could be a sign or a 7-Eleven. Mm -hmm. And there were quite a few instances on Earth, Sun, Moon that had those contrasting ideas they'll hit you with two things it'll be like yeah. heaven and earth yep. and and greed and love like these contrasting things yep. i'm sure. thinking like it's it's like a spiritual sign yeah yeah or 7-eleven yeah and even a line like souls out to lunch jumped out at me mm. so i i just say this is another song about yeah someday we'll see everything they've been selling well again you know hearkening back to the the insatiable appetite that humans mm -hmm. have for more and more like when you're talking about the souls out to lunch will soon be abolished Our heads in the bank hearts in the closet there's all this stuff that we don't want because i think this is a song about regeneration about changing from wanting and wanting to not being that way whatever that is the change that is being cried for here is yeah change that in me turn me away from this stuff that I don't want anymore. Yeah. And then, yeah, one day we'll see everything they've been selling. You know, the, the scam is going to be exposed at one point. Yeah. I want to see what, what the reality is before that happens. Bring on the change yeah. in me. Yeah. I like this one. Yeah. I was saying before that Star Hope got two check marks from yeah. me. Bring on the change got two check marks as well. Nobody got three check marks. I think I'm going to stick my favorite song of the album to Bring on the Change. It's funny, now we know that Malcolm, Yeah. this is the song where Malcolm didn't play on it. I like it a lot. It's great to hear the oils rocking yeah. like this and good lyrics. It's yeah, just it's good. Positive. It's good every way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's a bastard song. Moving on, home. Tell us about this one, Emmy Lou. Emmy Lou, Pete vocal, Emmy Lou Harris vocals, Daryl Johnson, djembe, Buddy Miller, electric guitar, Bones, acoustic guitar, Martin. Here, Martin, you play the mandolin. Yeah, okay. Rob, drums, Jim, bass, and electric guitar. Yeah. Ah. Malcolm, acoustic guitar. Wow. So this is Bones playing acoustic guitar too right yeah he was probably supposed to play acoustic guitar and then he went for a pee break yeah and we learned earlier that pete played acoustic guitar mm -hmm. on one of the tracks yep. right yeah so that's cool because we've talked about not that long ago on powder workers we we're talking about do all the oils play guitar mm -hmm. and the answer is yes, yes. And, and we found some proof of that but to find proof of bones at the time Somebody found him playing on the stage at like the Grand Old Opry or something like that. Oh, like yeah. some some big Nashville yep. gig. And they had him on acoustic guitar yeah. for that. Yeah. So it was it was neat to see. But here we now know, oh, but we don't know if Rob's ever played acoustic guitar on an Oils album. Yeah. I but don't we know, totally but, know he can oh, play. He does, yeah. Jim tells a story about the early days yeah. before Rob was coming in playing guitars to demo the songs. He would bring in like his little keyboard that you'd press one key and it would play the chord for you and he'd come in and he'd, he'd demo his songs to, to the guys. My favorite bass line on this album mm -hmm. is Home. It's quite front and center in this song, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And it is so good. Like in this song, the bass is not slave mm. to anybody else. It is not having to obey the drums mm -hmm. or the guitars. Mm -hmm. It is its own 
distinct rhythmic and melodic centerpiece it shapes the song in a huge way mm. it's a great bass line and when i found out it wasn't bones i was like oh no my favorite bass line is not by bones it's by malcolm but yeah, no no it's not by malcolm it's by jim yeah and i was totally okay good on you jim for playing this bass line i don't know how jim came to play bass on this if he tried to get bones and bones just wasn't buying it or Bones was off on one of his pee breaks. Maybe or... Malcolm was reaching for the bass yeah. and Jim said, no. Yeah. It's awesome. We can create these heroic stories for <laughs> yeah, Jim. Yeah. And it's like, yes. In fact, I know that is you what happened. You are not playing yeah. bass on this song. It's yeah. too good for you. Yeah. Malcolm was reaching for it and Jim swatted his hand away, grabbed the bass and said, if Bones isn't going to play this, you're not either. I'll do it then. And then Malcolm threw a tantrum. And walked out, and then they got to record Bring On The Change. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, so anyway, it, it's a... You heard it here fo- yeah, first, folks. Yeah, That's we how know, it went we down. We absolutely know this. Without a doubt. Yeah. We've got an in with Jim, as you know, so that's... Well, yeah, that's right. So it's really cool they did this duet. Yeah. They have a guest vocalist. Yeah. Now, apparently she just came in, and she was just going to do some BGVs. And they just looped it through a few times or they sang it through a couple times together and and then they said you know what this is going to be a duet nice there's some nice guitar stuff around 210 i've got that down too okay, the shimmery so, kind of stuff that so was the thing that really stood out to we, me too we hope this is buddy right because you're a fan of buddy yeah i like buddy fine southern gentleman It's almost like a Hawaiian uh, yeah. guitar. Yeah. But like really, I think it's, it might be, pe- well, it doesn't say. No. It sounds like pedal steel to me. Hmm. But either way, yeah, it's it's a nice sound. One interesting thing Jim thought was fantastic meeting Emmy Lou Harris. She's the most lovely person who just sat in the corner singing away. And her voice was a beautiful voice with these cracks in it. Just gorgeous, like an old leather book. Pete did a vocal, then Emmy Lou Harris came in and sang around it. Pete was in the studio when that happened and helped her with it, him and Malcolm. Yeah, this is just like a great low-key song yeah. without without being boring or... With that bass line, it cannot mm. be boring. Mm-hmm. What a good... Well done. This is the stuff that we were missing from Earth and Sun and Moon. Yeah, there's this nice bass turnaround at 240. <laughs> Also be great if you could play a bit of bass from earlier in the song right from the beginning does these nice little walk-ups and there's so much space too mm. it's like it's not the continue the bass doesn't have to keep going it plays its ascending part and then it goes away for a bit yeah and that comes back and it just such unselfish playing from jim i like that almost that wah sound to the organ there yeah, at the, the very beginning lovely yeah So it's like, broom, broom. It's these slides, and that's just silence. Yeah. And then room, like, yeah. Who's your second favorite bass player in Midnight Oil? Oh, wait. From this era of Midnight Oil. From? From the Bones era of Midnight Oil. From the Bones era of Midnight Oil. Well, I mean, it has to be Jim. Yeah. Because who else... 
plays bass. Whoever else ever played bass. On Malcolm? That. No, he didn't. But he's, Did a, he? he's not oil, even whether or no. not. It's kind of like a bass and organ solo at the end. tailing off there at the end yeah and well the organ came in did some little little things yeah but actually there's a lot more guitar i'm not giving the the guitar very much credit there and i guess that's buddy playing could be but it's like the bass everybody's kind of taking turns with just little they're doing their bit they're all doing little things little yeah. highlights yeah, yeah. sweet sweet yep. song yeah with earth and sun and moon we finally get to hear Pete's story, and now in Breathe, we get to hear Jim's story. The short version is... To help us understand one layer of the song. Yeah. Jim is adopted, was adopted. It's something he found out a bit later. Yeah. So he's got these brothers and sisters, but he was the adopted one. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, he always had this affection for Irish stuff. Yeah. And then when he eventually found his biological family... Yeah. Because it's not like he had a bad upbringing with his... With yeah. his adoptive family. Yeah. But when he found them, he found out that there was this, it was Irish. Yeah. Like it was this really strong yeah. <laughs> Irish. And now yeah. he is in touch with that side of the family. And, and there are brothers and sisters there too. He had just met his mother for the first time, just around age 39. This was the, the space between in Earth 95. and Sun and Moon and Breathe. Yeah. Okay. So he had been searching for a few years to find the woman who had given him up for adoption yeah, reading from Mark Dodson's Beds Are Burning book again. He had found his father in a Canberra nursing home suffering from dementia. Mm. Uh, Jim's father had spoken a little and looked at Jim's photos, but he was unable to help with the whereabouts of Jim's mother, his ex-wife. As Jim was departing, a guy similar in age to Jim arrived to visit the sick man. Yeah, I remember the story now. At first incredulous about Jim's existence, his younger brother, after a time, embraced the truth, saying, I suppose you'd like to meet your other brothers and sisters? There are five of us. Hmm. Six now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Jim discovered four of his new siblings and their partners, one of his new sisters looked so much like his own daughter, he was overcome. It was strange and exciting for all of them, and uh, quite a few of the family had gone to Midnight Oil shows hmm. and had the band's records, yeah. having no idea this was their yeah, brother. Yeah. None of them had a musical street, but Jim wondered what may have come out if they had felt a little bit lost as a kid as he had. Hmm. Would you like to meet Mum? Jim's siblings asked. She lives in Goulburn. So they all drove down. He saw his birth mother for the first time standing on the first step. He walked up the path in nervous but blissful trance, buoyed by expectation and a sense of mystery, then looked into her eyes. She looked like an angel, he said. During their reunion, his mother said she'd thought of him every day of her life Mm. and cried for him on each and every birthday. Mm. He was a secret she had not shared with the other children or with her second husband. Mm. She had been pregnant and unmarried and certainly hadn't shared news of her pregnancy with, with her mother. The fear of her family's reaction and the wider Irish Catholic community in their small New South Wales country town had forced her to make the decision to give Jim up for adoption in the first mm. place. So there's more to it. But anyway, we, we encourage you to read the book. We'll put a link um, in the Again, show notes too. so that you can go and buy it. 
Yes. Um, an incredible resource. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. And just a couple lines I love. We were talking about, was it during Earth, Sun, Moon? We were talking about this idea of transmission and receiving. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. And this song is ripe with that. This is the one, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have this deep love for Mad Max, the whole myth and mythology. Yeah. And uh, it's especially in Mad, well, I'm not saying it's my favorite film, but especially in Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, he meets these children who are the survivors, the children survivors of a plane crash. And they have all these little remnants of the old civilization with them. Yeah, yeah. And so there's guys wearing broken electronic equipment around, almost like they're priests, turning radio dials and so on. And, mm-hmm. you know, saying alpha, gamma, beta, do, yeah, you, like, do you receive me, yeah. Captain Walker? And they're, they're hoping for this pilot to come back and fly their old airplane and they're expecting him to somehow resurrect the plane and fly them home to Tomorrowland. So when you're going through the outback and it's just the desolation and how radio is the one way Mm -hmm. of communicating back. Now you got satellite phones or whatever and maybe the world's more connected now but the idea of when you went out in the outback yeah you you were yeah even like reading strict rules and 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 the tour mm. they did out there you know everything was done like by flying around and radio between communities and stuff it wasn't phone it was radio between communities and stuff like that yeah yeah so that idea of being out of transmission way out on the road and then it's nice how it ties i hear my spirit cry mm-hmm. so that's another prayer reference but it's yeah. even uh, when you say my spirit cries you're not you're not even willfully praying yeah. it's like you're aware that you're trying to communicate yeah so this song while it is about jim's search for home yeah i think that even more than that it's about his search for identity yeah and you were just telling us about how he found out you know he's got this irish ancestry and and you know he's finding identity in that I wonder if there's stuff going on here, and maybe this is Pete's contributions to the lyrics, or maybe this is the the second secret Christian in the band or something (laughs) like that going on. It seems like maybe he's awakening to spirituality in this song. The thing that really gets me is the closing line. I hear my spirit cry because he's searching for home, right? This is the whole quest for home. It's not Ireland. It's not the family I found. I hear my spirit cry it's in the clear blue sky. It's yeah. it's not of this earth is yeah. ultimately where I find my identity and my home. And so, you know, it's easy for me to, to bring some sort of spiritual meaning into that finding, you know, you're part of God's family or something like that and working that into the song as yeah. well. I don't know, but I wonder if that's what's, what's going on here. That's right. I think it's clear he's saying that home isn't just found in... Like now he's in a way he's got two families mm-hmm. and his own family. Like, but still he's saying where is home? He's been searching. He's kind of created his own home. Mm-hmm. He's got his adoptive family. He's found out he has this complete natural family that yeah. he didn't grow up in. Yeah, and that's probably pretty rare. Mm-hmm. You would have like this family biological, of full biological full brothers biological, and sisters, not half yeah. brothers and yeah. half sisters. Full, and you're the oldest. And, and then you discover them. That still isn't, even if he's been searching for home, his mm-hmm. home is in something above or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Another beautiful song. Yeah. There is a place where I come to. E-Beat 
Give me those credits. There's some there's some fun credits okay. for this one here. So I'm going to save Jim's for last. <laughs> Peter, vocal. Martin, 12-string guitar. Bones, bass. Rob, drums. And tambourine. Hey, give me that, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, That's not for you. <laughs> Malcolm, guitar. And hey, give me that tambourine back, Rob. Tambourine. So they were having some tambourine <laughs> wars. Jim, fuzz. And Doctor Who guitar. Doctor Who guitar. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Now, of course, Doctor Who, that's like uh, the BBC Sound Workshop. It wasn't guitar at all, but you know, it's talking about that super spacey, yeah. theremin-ish-y sounding that, guitar that we're getting. That's right. So I was unaware of this. So I was thinking it's this cool spacey keyboard mm. or theremin. Yeah. But it does sound it like a keyboard. Doctor Who guitar. Yeah. 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 It's totally I was, was guitar, guitar, guitar yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's totally, I was yeah. calling it the space guitar, but yes. So this is like Doctor Who super atmosphere. That's cool. Awesomely fun. Yeah. Fantastic sounding. Yeah. Love it. It is yeah. a fun song. It is a fun song. It's a weird key mm-hmm. because Rihanna says it centers around D flat major, mm-hmm. but it has all these chords that are actually from B major. So it's, it's this idea where you borrow chords from another key still feels like it's in that key but these other things pull it towards another key okay this is the song that blew me away there's this super noisy electric guitar okay is this the song that you were talking about turn it up so you can hear all the the subtleties (laughs) i said that yeah and then we lost that because robin was laughing his head off at me for saying oh you've got to turn it up to hear the subtleties (laughs) of the song but you do this is the fuzziness that you're hearing in the background when you crank it up yeah I never heard this before, but it's like That fuzz that's just hidden in the background there yeah. reminds me of the ether again there's that ether i I think that's brilliant that's fantastic i really like that concept and i'm hearing it places now i'm a believer i'm a true believer in the ether ether. yeah and this whole song has this very strong acoustic guitar rhythm to it that would be martin on the 12 string 12 string that's right i was saying oh it's kind of shimmery i should have thought oh it's a 12 string but yeah it's a 12 string can we listen to just that little riffy bit? Yeah. Wake up and reach out and breathe real air. Do you know how I like that little bit. Yeah. That fun little guitar riff thing there. Pete sings, they won't fade away. He does this very, very chromatic, very bluesy. He sings in a very bluesy way. Okay. That's not typical of Pete. They won't fade away. Yeah, it's yeah. like extremely bluesy. A yeah. space guitar gets its own kind of solo thing. guitar going in here. Yeah, and the noisy guitars. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, and then even towards the end, I've got Jim keeps playing with his space gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it keeps going on, eh? Yeah.
Nice. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what's going on just before the end of the song. It sounds like maybe they go from major to minor key, or maybe just throw in a minor chord there that really stands out to me. Well, do you think you're just picking up on that bluesy... Now. There's an underlying chord that's switching from major to minor. I'm thinking maybe that's yeah, what it is. I, I think so. Yeah. There are weird harmonic things going on in yeah. it where, yeah, they're playing with this. And it very much seems like a gym composition. So E-beat. I kind of did not like the title. I don't like the title. It's like, come on, what are you trying to do? Like, at Midnight Oil dot... Yeah. Whatever goofy stuff we were talking about. So what's interesting is, I've always wondered, like, E-beat, what's that about? Like, is that electronic beat? Is that, right? Because of E. Yeah, I think that's what they were playing with, but no. And then there's a line in it, of course, that says, the land lives longer if we listen to the earth Earth beat. beat. Yeah. So it's it's short form, trying to sound techy, but... Yeah. You don't need to. I would prefer to call the song Earthbeat. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. That's right. More Earth, Sun, Moon stuff. Seasons won't falter. Stars won't fade away. Yeah. Fade away. Yeah. That sounds like right out of Earth, Sun, Moon. This place we're coming to. It is not green. It is not blue. I'm thinking it is not green. It's not the earth. It's not blue. It's not the ocean that, that Pete loves to swim and surf in following after home is this again a place where you're looking for your final home and you're saying ultimately this earth is not my home i maybe yeah it it might be the other way of flipping around is that the place we're coming to is the place we're wrecking and that earth won't be green or blue it'll be a desolate charred rock yeah yeah yeah, i'm not saying that's sure this is right and what you said is wrong. No, I can totally see what yeah, you're saying it's, too, yeah. I could look at it either way. This has this line about, you know, the, the liquor stores, and yeah. then they emphasize even... The devil it, the, was dancing on the old foreshore, yeah. hitting up the bright lights and the liquor stores. And then isn't there even the cut price liquor stores yep. later? Yeah. Yep. That's kind of emphasizing... You know, alcoholism yeah. or yep. um, addiction, and the um, curse of over consumerism, over consumption. Yeah, when that insatiable talk- appetite for more and more, which and more. keeps coming up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prick the bubble in the shopping arcade. Yeah, this idea it keeps listening. The land lives longer if we listen to the earth beat. Mm-hmm. Lives go forward if we listen to the heart speak. Could be about like you know heaven or the new earth or mm-hmm. whatever. It could also be about trying to find peace on this yeah, earth. Yeah. I mean, there there are things we can do to make each other's life better. Yeah. I think that's part of it too. Yeah, I, I think probably I'm stretching a bit when I'm trying to find the broader messages that I'm looking for, but I think it's really easy to, to find a core message here in living in harmony, not only with the land and the environment, but with others with and others. ourselves yeah. as well. Footsteps in the sand. Oh, yeah. Who's going to lead us onto some kind of promised land? Yeah. Save me. Who's going to save me? Blue Sky Mining. Yeah. Um, yeah, good job. Little, little thing there. Yeah. This is E-beat. just another example of of the depth of lyrics in the album. You could go mining for whatever kind of meaning you want to find, perhaps, <laughs> in it. Maybe. And maybe that's what I do from time to time. Yeah. And I 
But yeah, I think that there's some clear meaning about living in harmony with the land and with others. Yeah, it's funny how much Earth, Sun, and Moon is still present in this album. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, it's like they're doing it better musically and hmm. it's interesting. I wonder what this will mean. Well, what will this mean? I have gone, can't waste more time. I said not quite joking. Barest Degree. Peter, vocals and harmonica. Bones, acoustic guitar and vocal. Martin, electric guitar. Rob, drums. Jim, bass and vocal. Malcolm, Hammond, organ and vocal. What's interesting about this song is who is it credited to, Darren? This is a Hurst Hillman song. The only Hurst song besides the whole band credits on the album yeah and we're used to getting a bunch of rob songs yeah, on four or five six half the content usually has yeah. rob's hands on at least half yeah at least one rob song solo or or sometimes more yeah but definitely collaborating but no this is the only real hearst credit and who did he pull in well his buddy his malcontent yeah his Bones. fellow malcontent malcolm Tent. <laughs> That's great. D- discontent. <laughs> yeah, in case we haven't framed this enough, this song is stuck at the end because it didn't fit in with... It doesn't have that be- hope. It doesn't have the forgiveness. It doesn't have the repentance. It doesn't have the regeneration. Yeah. When I was reading through the lyrics, I was getting stuck on, oh, this is a song about death. Not dying, but the inevitability of death. But then when me and Robin were talking about it last night, it's like, no, Robin knows what this is about. <laughs> well, my guess, okay, here's the opening lines. I am gone, can't waste more time. I said, not quite joking. Hmm. The fire is gone, the big trees stand, the underground is smoking. And what we know about Rob lyrics is he's not obtuse. He wants you to understand what he's saying. Yeah. So when I was reading this and I was trying to figure out, okay, what's the deep hitting meaning here? That's the wrong way to approach a Rob song. The direct way is the right way. I am gone, Rob says. Yes. I can't waste more time. With this guy stealing my tambourine. (laughs) In this stupid studio, writing these dumb songs with this producer that I don't like. I said, not not quite quite joking. joking. This is Rob thinking about quitting the band, but at least saying... I'm, I'm done with these sessions. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm going to New Mexico. Yeah. You know that Ringo left the Beatles for a little while too, eh? Yeah. I'm not saying that Rob left the Oils. Well, everybody except Paul left the Beatles, didn't he? I think the Beatles left Paul. <laughs> but without Paul, we wouldn't have all those great final albums. Yep. That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> and that's a fact. In Dodson's book... It's Bones telling us about this. And he's the one who tells us Rob walked out yeah. and he had never known him to do that kind of thing. Yeah, It's clear that Rob probably just told Bones, at least at the beginning, I'm thinking about going. Mm. I wonder if they actually wrote this when he's not quite joking. And then he actually yeah. did go after he got recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This song also doesn't fit in with the two opening surfy songs. Yeah. It doesn't fit in the body which is a bunch of Pete and Jim songs about 
faith and about yep. various Finding spiritual identity, stuff. Yeah, identity and, and about making things right and about looking for peace and love from Ringo. So that's not what this is about. The fire has gone, the big trees stand, the underground is smoking. So like the fire is gone, is that like the passion for the band is gone? Yeah, it could be. And when you're talking about metaphor with fire, it's hard to know, is this good or bad? Because mm. we, I mean, fire is such a dangerous yep. thing that kills and destroys. And it also uh, keeps you warm and cooks you. But food. it also keeps, yeah, yeah. Fire is a difficult thing, right? Yeah. It's so good and bad for us. But when the big trees stand, what are the big trees? Or who is the or big who tree? who is the big tree? Yeah. <clears throat> There's only one guy. Let's line up all the oils. <laughs> Who's the big tree? Who's the big tree? All right. So on Pete's solo album, there's a song called Tall Trees. Just as the tall tree stands, I'm moved by daily passion. Just as the skies are roofed... So yeah, I, I gotta wonder, it'd be interesting if Pete's Tall Trees song is at all... A response to mm. this one. Yeah. Remember, nothing you've been told means anything to me, and everything you hold is mine in the barest degree. Pretty amazing negative. Especially the everything you hold is mine in the barest degree, talking about how essential he is to the band. I wonder. Songwriting credits. I don't know. Yeah. At least in, in some sense, all these songs are mine too. Yeah. I don't know. Everything you hold, like that tambourine, Malcolm. (laughs) The next bit. I walked up to the park. The lion rock was weeping. I walked on to the grave. The lizard king was sleeping. This is where I think I got hooked on death. The lion rock. There's a uh, sculpture in Lucerne, Switzerland, carved. It's a a lion at the base of this lake or this pond and and this water flows and he's a dead, he's a dying lion, a crying lion. And it was uh, carved to commemorate the Swiss guards who were killed uh, during the French Revolution uh, in Paris. It was like a, a critique on absolute monarchy, but the idea that they were killed in Paris is kind of parallel to the next image here. I walked on to the grave. The Lizard King was sleeping. The Lizard King, of course, being Jim Morrison of the Doors, who's buried in Paris. So we've got death in Paris, death oh, in Paris. Wow. This is the other Doors connection that I was bringing yeah, up yeah. as far so, as that okay, goes. Okay, so Lizard King. That was That's just his, his nickname, the Lizard King. Really? Yeah. I like the Doors, but I never, like, I guess I never got heavily into them. But. Yeah, so death, death in this second verse. Yeah. I can picture Rob on tour. You know, yeah. they're on tour. They're in Switzerland. He's yeah. got his day off walking around the parks, going and see, because that's what they do, right? And going and seeing this and then going to Jim Morrison's grave. And yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So in the final verse, the days draw long, too long to count, cushioned by the wasting. Mm. Restless age, the rusted temple, a place of my own making. Entropy. Everything falls apart. Everything decays and yeah. rusts nothing lasts a rust, death is inevitable a rusted temple fits in with the altar arm, arm wrestling, wrestling on the, the altar, altar yeah. and the what, this bad situation that he's in and rob briefly touched upon it in willie's bar and grill he said you know he was he was at like the lowest place he was musically and he doesn't actually talk much about breathe in willie's bar and grill and so it's nice that bones has has told us some stories but he was not in a good place musically he i think he he writes you know i needed a spiritual enema yeah he's not in a good place but i think he's admitting you know he's in this place at least part of the reason he's there is 
is because of himself. And so is this like, okay, the band is lost its shine, how that fits into it. But he's not in a good place. He admits that it's his, at least partially his fault. So he changes the final verse. No matter what else you've been told, it's still all up to me. Mm -hmm. Is that a bit of hope? Is that saying... I'm going to write my own story? Yeah, I'm going to write my own story. As opposed to the lies that you've been told about me. You know, remember nothing you've been told means anything to me. I, it doesn't matter. You can yeah. listen to those lies that people that Malcolm's telling you about me. <laughs> yeah. Even if he has a, a victim mentality here, mm-hmm. he's not being helpless in it. Yeah. Want to talk about the music? E-flat major with lots of E-flat minor chords. It's almost like this is E-flat minor, but whenever they play the root chord, like E-flat chord, mm-hmm. it's major. Oh. It's not a normal key. And it's got a very minor sound throughout it, but still centered around a ma- the major chord. Now, this song, there's always multiple people singing. Like, even if Pete yeah, Pete has the lead vocal, but to me, I think I hear yeah. Rob and Bones yeah. singing throughout it. Yeah, I, I hear that, too. You yeah. hear that, yeah. yeah. Again, has the strong acoustic rhythm that E-beat mm. had mm-hmm. in a way that's acoustic guitar rhythm. Strangely, the bass is really low in the mix, but it is grooving, but it's it's really, uh, it's funny how quiet it is. Well, this is another Jim playing the bass. Oh, is Jim on bass yeah. in this one too? Yeah, Bones is playing acoustic. Jim oh, is yeah, playing the you bass. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah. So it's a good bass line, but it's overly quiet. Yeah. The second chorus, there are extra beats. Did you notice this? That the time the second chorus, I don't know if it's an odd number of beats, but... It's like they draw out... Can we listen? Of course we can. We want to hear the first chorus. One, three, like a 6-4 bar or something in there? Yep. Okay, and then if you go ahead to the second chorus... The Lizard King was sleeping seems to me that there's a much longer gap between the lines delivered. I think that it starts with the bar of 6-4 again and then continues yeah. on with 4-4. Four, four. An extra couple bars I think there in is, there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like that. It's been a while since we've had different yeah. time signatures. Yeah. And there's some great organ stuff here. This is the Hammond. Yeah. Very whirly organ. It's still Yeah. The whirly stuff. And there's some more harmonica at the end of this song. Yeah. Yeah, it's that real 
howling, yeah, wailing real long, kind yeah. of, yeah, and lovely organ bits contrasting mm-hmm. too. Who fits really well with the with the the theme of the song? If it's walking away from the band, or if it's death, or whatever it is, yeah. Uh, and that was Malcolm on organ. Malcolm wasn't? on organ. It was Malcolm's eh? playing the Hammond. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's it for me for Barris degree. A strange song to end the album with. But wait, there's more. Finally, we have Gravel Rash. Yeah. Hit me with those credits. Martin, electric guitar. Jim, electric guitar. Rob, drums. Malcolm, bass and organ. No Pete, no Bones. Wow. Bones was having a whiz, and this is what happened. <laughs> but this is like the break doing some surf stuff. It does sound like the break. Ooh. Instrumental surf music. Mm-hmm is not bones's thing okay yeah this this is actually interesting it's like hey guys we don't need bones for this kind of stuff malcolm you're on bass or whatever right they're cool with that because when they've done surfy stuff in the past it was before bones showed up yep and then when they did surfy stuff as the break bones is the one yeah i mean pete left obviously bones is in a different country well bones wasn't necessarily right away in a different country well i don't know like did they invite bones and mm. he said no i've got to go make money and not yeah. play in your stupid bones would be going dudes there's no money in this <laughs> like i need a paycheck guys it's yeah and not only that they're talking about the break and they're interviewing bones and they're basically asking bones what do you think about the break yeah. and he's like well it might be good if there was lyrics or if there was singing you know is that's basically that's what he said he said ah, <laughs> you know, i don't really like this stuff without anything <laughs> yeah but yeah, Gravel Rash. <laughs> so, okay, this is bizarre, but there are lyrics on the internet for Gravel Rash. Really? Even though Gravel Rash, you know, is an instrumental song. Yeah, just like Wedding Cake Island. Yeah. Just like Bakerman. Yes. Okay, so it's been a long time since the Oils have done an instrument. We haven't talked about that either, but just yeah. to say, yeah. But if you've made it to the 20, this is probably the 21st, 20, this is probably the 23rd episode of the podcast. Yeah. If you've made it this far, yeah. you probably know that you there's other know. Oils instrumental yeah. stuff. Okay, so bizarrely on the internet, how did this happen? Why are there lyrics for this Gravel is, Rash? Wait, hang on. This is bizarre. What? Martin, electric guitar. Jim, electric guitar. Malcolm, bass and organ, Rob, drums. No mention of Bones. However, the songwriting credits, Garrett, Hurst, Hillman, Magini, Rotzi. Something is amiss. Why is Bones getting a songwriting credit if he's not playing on it? Generally, the oils write their stuff before they come to the studio. Yeah. Like they're not making up as they go. Hmm. 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 Okay, somebody wrote lyrics for Gravel Rush. Do you think this was written by the Oils and it leaked onto the internet? Do you think somebody just made it up and it was unverified and then it spread? Because they are bizarre lyrics. Are you gonna Are you gonna read do some? Do you want or are we me gonna... to read them? Skating down the street, just beware. No, P- I'm, g- I'm gonna call BS on this right away. This it, is not. It's on skating t- down the street. Yeah. These guys are not skateboarders. It's on topic, though. Okay, keep going. Skating down the street, just beware. People dropping dirt bombs everywhere. No, when I you... do not. <laughs> well, 
This so does not sound like Oil's lyrics. Keep going. When you smell that ash Stop ball. it. <laughs> okay, Robin will provide me with a link. Show notes. Oh, just let me read them. Okay. Just let me read them. Skating down the street, just beware. People dropping dirt bombs everywhere. When you smell that asphalt grin and you feel it burn your skin, it's gravel rash. No. Burning on your ass. Stay away from those cheap mopeds. Dangerous on the road, protect your head. Enjoy the sun, the beach, and the smiles. Beware the sand on the corner. Ah! It's gravel rash. Yeah. Woohoo. All right. Gravel rash. Good night. Really? I have to entertain that as being Oil's lyrics? Seriously? Okay, we can move on. Don't you think the good night was good? That, that yes. sounds like the Oils. Thank you and good night. Yeah. That's a Jim Magini lyric. It yep. is. I think Jim wrote these lyrics giggling away to himself. Oh, yeah. And like it's like an instrumental, and I think Jim or somebody wrote these lyrics, had a good laugh, and they put them aside, and somehow they found their way. Okay, we should talk about music very briefly. Did we already? No, we haven't. Okay, let's do that. You know what's fun is like all the odd tape and guitar amp noises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it just kind of has that... Stretchy tape. It's kind of reminiscent, not so much of the in-the-studio room noise type stuff, but like playing with the tape like they were doing on Earth and Sun and Moon. Hey, Darren, what key do you think Gravel Rash is in? G. No, based on what I keep saying... B. B minor. B minor. So yeah, yet again... Ah, oh, there's some nice stuff. There's yeah. some good, good bass bits, some tom breaks. There's just some weird fun sounds. Like at around 15 seconds, somebody turned on their delay pedal, but they're not actually playing anything yet. So you kind of get this airy delay sound coming uh-huh. through one of the amp. You, you missed it, but there's this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it, but it was like this. Whoosh. Uh, yeah yeah 148 there's these the tom break i like the little tom 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 yeah that's (laughs) no you did a good job that's kind of what it sounds like (laughs) 218 a nice drum fill Mm mm-hmm The tom fills is very stereotypical surf, so it sounds great. Yeah. Um, Rob is doing some real fun snare presses where you, you hit the snare with your stick, but instead of letting it just bounce up and take it away, you keep pressing into it, and so it kind of gets this little buzz mm. from the, on the top of the, the snare drum. So he's doing that. Cool. I should say, this is super, this is a preview of the break. Yeah, it is, like, eh? More than anything else, well, there aren't that many things, but like... Wedding Cake Island doesn't really sound like the break, even though the the break do cover Wedding Cake Island. Yeah, but this is what the break sounds like, along with the space the space gun yeah. from E Beat. Throw that in, and you've got the break. And I just want to say the drums seem feel like they're extra punctuating in this song. They feel very 
Yeah. Like Oh, like on the beat type stuff? Well, and there's like space between them more than usual. Like there, there will be, I don't know, they just really feel like complete sentences on their own or something. But it doesn't feel like there's this perpetual drums. It's funny you should say that because I have written in my notes here that it sounds to me that the drums are more musical and play more like an instrument on this song. And so you know how we were talking about earlier, people not being music hogs and just, I gotta play everything everywhere, like some <clears throat> Burns do. I was kind of getting that feeling from how Rob was playing his drums too. So probably what you're describing and what I was hearing is probably like the same kind of thing. I, I feel that's a huge part of the break's sound is that, and, and this is to give Ringo some credit. Ringo... Ringo in this way not that he was like a surf drummer but would have these drum parts that just kind of stand out right yeah and part of how they stand out is by giving a little bit of space around the parts too right sure not always playing like you do a little thing yep. and just like the bass line in home and so on space silence pauses around things can really change music okay i'm totally on board with the break i've got two of the cds in my cart at Amazon. I can't get them in Amazon.ca. I got to bring them through the States. Oh. So. And the one other interesting thing, the final chord, this is in B minor. Mm -hmm. The final chord is an F major, which is a, quote, lowered fifth. Like normally in B minor, the fifth would be F sharp. So that final chord is strangely an F major, which is an unusual chord. lowered fifth or an augmented fourth but the it's better to think of it in this context i think is the lowered fifth cool because my daughter tells me that that's the way to think of it cool yeah so gravel rash burn my <laughs> well you know how we were talking about earlier about uh in surfs up tonight you're doing your body board or your what were you bodyboarding kneeboarding yeah or, or whatever it's called body surfing body surfing and i was talking about like jumping into the ocean in Mexico and getting yeah, just getting thrown down drowned. to the bottom of yeah. the, the rocky beach. Gravel rash. Yeah. Is that like wiping out on a motorcycle on a dirt road? Would you get gravel rash if you wiped out on your surfboard close to the shore? And, you know, is that what gravel rash is? Well, I only thought of it as the wiping off on your motorbike or maybe your skateboard. Well, he's skating down the street. Avoid the mopeds. Yeah. So are you asking if there's gravel rash on a surfboard too? Yeah. Like I think when I thought of gravel rash, I think, oh yeah, that sounds like wiping out on a motorbike. But you're familiar with the term. Gravel right? rash? Yeah. No. Oh, you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally what it is. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Like when you, if you I wipe guess out, I am familiar with it then. If you search for pictures of gravel rash, you will see people showing their gravel what happened rash. To their what happened to their skin yeah. after they wiped out off their bike. I fear what would happen if I got gravel rush now at my age and size. Mass. Oh, at my yeah. <laughs> age and mass. Well, I've said it before, but if what you're saying is true, it just confirms that I'm all in for the break. Yeah. I like gravel rash. Yeah, I, I like gravel rush. I just wish the break broke it up more with more singing i'm in with bones actually on this i like all the music but i wish there was some see, see one instrumental song great yeah a whole album of it yep. eh. well at least they got like brian ritchie they'll have him sing on one song he'll go space farm, farm. that's all he says in the whole song yeah but yeah yeah 
Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. So here we are. You want to play the game, though? Sure, let's play the game. I think we have to. Yeah. You go first. I like Breathe. I'm yeah. glad that I got to spend a month with it. I'm glad I spent the time digging into it. There's so much more to this album than I thought back in 96. Not that I ever disliked the album, but I do like the album now a lot. It does many things better than ESM does as far as variety of style and pacing. The uh, quality of lyrics is on par with uh, Earth and Sun and Moon. Musically, yeah, it's neat drum-wise. There's actually some more fun stuff going on on this album than Earth and Sun and Moon, so it's got a lot of stuff going for it. But I don't like it as much as Earth and Sun and Moon. Mm. So I'm going to say thank you. It's been a great month, and I'm going to keep Earth and Sun and Moon. Oh, and you did have Earth, Sun, and Moon, did you? Yeah. Yeah, because you had to. You took, like, everything. Except for <laughs> Blue Sky Mining. Yeah. So, for me, I thought, yeah, Earth, Sun, and Moon, I slightly regret taking it over 1098 now mm-hmm. because of that one reason. Yeah. I do love Earth, Sun, and Moon a lot. I love all the grooving. I love all the bass, the bass stuff, and all the fun organs and all, all kinds of good stuff. And lyrically, mm-hmm. it's it's deep. It just was lacking those ups and downs, which yep. I've elaborated on a lot already. So I never would have thought that I might take Breathe. Yeah. Because overall, I think I like Earth, Sun, and Moon better. But now that we've dug into all the songs, I'm like, oh, so much of Earth, Sun, and Moon's good stuff is it's here on this album. Yeah. Plus, there's some really great, quiet, introspective song and not too many of them there's just there's Mm -hmm. like a handful of them Mm -hmm. or not even a handful there's like three or whatever yeah home i just love home Mm -hmm. everything about that song including that super good bass line and then they totally rock with bring on the change yeah so it's got all that i guess what i would like more is if it had two or three more really rocking songs that approach bring on the change you want a 16 song album i know i guess that's what i want you want a little bit more you are <laughs> insatiable that's who they wrote you are mr one she too many was, times she was but you treat your wife well she was the golden summer wine and now she's black and blue resigned Yikes. wow he took advantage like the spider it's a metaphor. Helpless. One too many times. You're saying I'm like that. Okay. Um, well, if you want 16 songs on the album. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so I think Earth, Sun, and Moon, it's at a very consistent, good level. Like, song to song mm-hmm. is great. Maybe better than Breathe, even though I never singled out any, like, bad songs on mm-hmm. on Breathe. Have you, did, you, did you say that you have a favorite song on Breathe? Have you told us what it is? I think I like Home... Yeah. The best yeah. and bring on the change. Yeah. And to me, those are like super contrasting songs. Yeah. But that's what embodies this album. Yeah. And that's what makes this album great. I'm taking it. Good job. I'm taking it. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? I don't know. To be clear to the detractors. Yeah. I'm taking it because it recaptures a little bit of what made 1098 great. Yeah. In a different feel. Yeah while retaining much of what was great about Earth, Sun, and Moon. So and it brings the rock. It brings the rock at least a bit. 
There's nothing wrong. I would like to be stranded on the island with you. I would have Earth and Sun and Moon. You would have Breathe. We'd have a good time. Yeah, except one of us should have 10 and 8 there. Yeah. Oh, and Postcard. Man, Postcard. We got to redo red the sales? Postcard episode. No, not Red Sails. Nah. Well, that was a good decision on my part, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And with that, it's time to press eject on the CD player. On <laughs> the cassette player. <laughs> and put that disc back in its jewel case and say goodnight until next time when we'll be listening to the oil's Redneck Wonderland from 1998 on Comfortable Place on the Couch, a Midnight Oil podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to Comfortable Place on the Couch wherever you find good podcasts, and you can get in touch with us on the Twitter at Darren the Folds and at Robin Harbron. Also, if you are a powder worker, feel free to add me as a friend on Facebook, Robin Harbron. Yeah. Not Darren Folds. He I, don't, I don't like friends. He doesn't like friends. I love you. I yeah. just don't want to be your friend. Especially if you like my band, bedfordlevelexperiment.com. Okay. <laughs> so show notes are online at darrenfolds.com slash podcasts. So for Robin Harbin, I'm Darren Folds. Good night. Good night. <laughs>